Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Outside, door, bumper, clear the AT. Best car I had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors. It's part of the 22 Cup car, um, 25 truck. Whenever we run again next year, I don't know something. What's your <laughs> next seems- Xfinity race? Uh, not for a while, awesome. like months. Brett Griffin, thanks to One Man Financial for bringing this podcast to you guys today. Spotter for Clint Boyer, Elliot Sadler, Maya Snyder again in a couple weeks, and we have a new co-host this week. We and do. I, I don't know if she knows this, so I'm just going to just open the she show up with this. Casey told us last week that you've had a lot of boyfriends, Natalie. <laughs> oh, she did. Yes, she We did. want you to come clean on how many boyfriends you've had. I, do, I have not had a lot of boyfriends, um, and she did try to defend me, but you guys kept cutting her That's off. That's not true. Okay. She brought it up. I mean, she half-assed offended me. I wouldn't even give half-ass. I'd give eight-ass. <laughs> One sixteenth ass. Since I've like worked at Junior Motorsports, I've only had Oh easy. Easy. She's <laughs> <laughs> been there three I've weeks. I've only had one but bo- well now no. one oh, and now I'm on my yeah. second. Okay. When I got here you was dating some guy with bird legs. Who's bird legs? He was a great big dude up top. Football player. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right, because yeah. we saw that. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Remember Bird Leg Guy? We did. He was like You were dating that guy. Yeah, he skipped leg day. Yeah. He plays for the Denver Broncos. Don't care. <laughs> now Ugh. you're dating this other guy. Yeah. So that's three. See, you can't keep up. Yeah, but okay. So am I, Connor and I were on the outs when I first started here. So okay. that was like. Uh, that doesn't matter. But then like, so that ended in March and then I started dating this other guy in November. So. How's that going? Good. Yeah. You're on gay. So. No, we've been really good friends for like three years. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Anyways. So Casey, where's Casey at this week? Why is she not here? Yeah. She's got work obligations. Oh my gosh. Here we go. Planting mm-hmm. more trees. Yeah. I saw she was planting trees for Xfinity Comcast. That's mm-hmm. such a great deal. Mm-hmm. I saw Mike Helton was there. You don't make fun of anything Mike Helton's there for. No. You're like, man, that's, that's an awesome deal, dude. That's the coolest thing I've seen in a <laughs> long time because Mike Helton's up in there. He's the man. When he walks in, everybody's like, whoop. I'm not talking. I will shape say up or this. Ship out. <clears throat> I will say this. Uh, I've got to have a few conversations with Mike, and he's actually a. I mean, well, once you get by that part, like, holy cow, Mike Helton's here. He's a, uh, he's a good dude. I good mean, dude. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I've actually been fortunate enough to have some conversations with him, and he, he's a very um, friendly guy, and he'll remember things that you've been to in the past that you might not, you know, he didn't even, you didn't think he knew you were there, and he saw you, and he'll bring it up, and um, good guy. 
I, I mean, my thing about Mike Hilton is his demeanor and his presence, you know, and until you have those conversations with him, he scares out of you. He is. He's but intimidating. The first time I was really around him outside of the racetrack, we were in Nashville and we were at a function, um, Sound of Speed, which they used to do, which was an awesome event. And we were there and we all went to sing karaoke. And Blake Shelton got Helton on stage to sing Elvira <laughs> with him. So they're up there going, boom, bop, boom, bop, mow, mow. So I took a video of it. Was he drinking? It. Mike had to have been drinking. Yeah, but I took a video of it, and I was like, if you ever think I'm in trouble, <laughs> this thing's going on TMZ, bud. That's I got hilarious. you right here. So right. he's a good dude. Yeah. It's awesome to see him out because fans ask for his autograph a ton. You know, oh, I we, bet. we see him getting on the elevator with us to go up to the roof right before the race to run race control or to be in race control. I guess there's a lot of people that run it. Um, but, but he has a pretty big name in the sport. So yeah. Cool. And he's, he's, um, I think he's done a, I think he's done a good job. The position he's in, um, first know, ever non-France president for NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's done, he fits the position. Yeah. Like he, like the principal type guy, you know, if, uh, yeah. And, but like I said, once you get by that, he's a, he's a good dude and, um, actually fairly normal, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I got to meet him in Indy. We did a women in racing thing, and I think he was one of the most like excited as far as people goes to meet. I was so excited to meet him, but you you like walk up to him, you're so intimidated because he's got this like, I mean, he's a big guy yes. with a he's dark six, hair five, and mustache, big mustache. Bully. Yeah, <laughs> he's just Burly. got this intimidating look to him. Like, oh, shit, I don't want to mess with you. That's crazy. What's girls in racing? What is that? Uh, that sounds a, fun. It was a women in racing program that I did years ago with Lynn St. James. Yeah. Oh, how cool. mm -hmm, It was really neat. So we all got to go to Indy and do some on-track stuff, meet a whole bunch of different people, meet other girls in racing. That's actually where I met Tiffany Daniels. So I've known Tiffany for over probably 12 years. Yeah. And so then when I came... through that. Yeah. You know, then when I moved here and she'd worked here, and so she kind of helped give me advice and things like that. So... Do you think we can get in on this organization? Women (laughs) in racing? I think we'd fit in. They need our perspective. As short as some of the shorts you wear... You would fit in. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I love it. Richmond, man, we finally had a good weather day for a cup race. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was cold. Friday was freezing. Yeah, it was cold but late at night. You know, at the end of the race, it was kind of cold. But Saturday other than that, beautiful. other than that, weather was great. Um, I know, love that track. Man, that track's cool. I, you know, I love the track. It's a good racetrack. It actually showed some of its characteristics this last race, last weekend, what it can be. Um, I, I, the I'll be inter- I'm interested in seeing what the new infield looks like when it's completely done. Yeah. Um, right now it seems um, seems like a waste of about thirty million. It's just dollars. different. Like it's not there's not as easy ways to get around as I thought. Um, you know you got to walk all the way down to three and four to get back to one and two sometimes, and it's like why why do I got to do that? I'm literally if I could just go twenty yards that way through that door or whatever around this way, it'd be a lot quicker. But no. Yeah. Um. And uh, I don't know. It's, if it's under construction. It mm-hmm. is. So I hopefully heard. that's the problem. Because the garages are huge. It was a logistical nightmare, to I be very honest with crazy. you. The tech process for the guys, and, and we don't give crew guys on here enough credit. No. The tech process was <laughs> idiotic. I mean, if they didn't pass tech, they literally had to walk like 17 miles to get back through tech because it was, it was crazy. Same thing for us. If we leave the roof, we have to walk to turn one. We come through that tunnel. 
And then we have to walk all the way back to turn four down pit road to get back to the next gate to walk to another breezeway to finally get in the garage. So you're, and go you're, back to turn one or you're two. looking at something that's an eighth of a mile from you and you walk two miles to get, it's insane. But hopefully the, the weirdest thing for me from the construction process standpoint is the garage is faced away from the grandstand. Hmm. So when you're standing on the roof, you can't see your car until it's on the middle of the backstretch. Literally, because it doesn't come out on pit road to exit the garage. They're letting them exit from the garage straight onto the racetrack. We can't see the garage because of the buildings and the way they're laid out. And it was just something we're not accustomed Mm -hmm. to. But I hope it's $30 million. It sounds like it's going to bring fans a lot of really unique opportunities to get close to the guys, the cars and stars of NASCAR. That's cool. But here's the cooler part. I saw something in turn four. I don't know if you looked over there and there were high top chairs and like play tables in front of Mm. you where it looked like you could feel like you were at a bar, but Mm. sitting at a racetrack. So if anybody's listening that sat over there, I would love for them to tweet me to say thumbs up or thumbs down because where we were at, I was looking over there going, man, that looks like a cool experience. Mm. It looks like a ballpark experience. And when I, when I look at our chairs, like, we're still sitting on metal bleachers like it's the 80s versus when I go to a football game or a baseball game, and I've got my own seat. I've got more of my own space. And when you've got a guy that's, you know, 220 pounds and his buddy's 220 pounds and they're on bleachers together, I mean, you almost feel like you're connected to one another. Is so, there not any racetrack that has individual seats? Daytona has. I was going to say, I thought Daytona. Phoenix does too now. For $400 million, they got individual <laughs> seats in there, so yeah. that's great. But this place, you had your own seat, and it moved, just like a bar stool. That's cool. Yeah. I think there's another track that has, like, bar stools and, like, a bar that overlooks the racetrack, too, but I can't remember. Uh, the SMI ones it's are SMI building track. restart bars, Texas, yeah. Vegas. Yeah. But I'm telling y'all, that... Yeah, this isn't like I a suite. I knew it was an SMI track. This isn't yeah, like a suite, That don't hold 70 people. Yeah, this was like an outdoor thing like walking into your no this is outdoor too this is outdoor yeah but you got to go upstairs to get into it don't you you? gotta pay a gazillion dollars like this is all uh, the stuff that Mm -hmm. we see is like you may not be in a suite but you're sweet your club level pricing i'm telling you though so i was uh, the other weekend i was watching races and i just for my out of my own curiosity i compared football hockey basketball and a nascar race as far as pricing goes Mm -hmm. and like the length of time for an event and I'm telling you what, it is so expensive to go to a football game, a hockey game, any of those, compared to a race. Truly, yeah. it is. Everybody gives like NASCAR and racing such grief. Yeah. It is not that expensive to go to a race. Yeah. It truly isn't for what you all get. I think, it honestly isn't. I think where you're, you're maybe missing the boat a little bit is the football fan typically drives in. That and drives home. Yeah. Yes, and that, I, and that yeah. NASCAR fan, when we go to Bristol, you and I both know there's only so many people that live in that Tri-Cities mm-hmm. area. So you have to say, am I willing to drive from Raleigh, Charlotte, Columbia, obviously north of there, Roanoke, wherever those markets Fly are. In, whatever, and, yeah. and the thing is, they can't do that. I stayed in Danville, Virginia three nights before the cup race. It was $300 for a room at the mm-hmm. Marriott. And they told me it was because Hendrick was coming in the next night. I'm like, I don't care if... Jesus is coming in tomorrow <laughs> night. He's not here yet. Why is mm-hmm. my room three hundred dollars? Yeah. And and it just man, that's where I think our fans get beat up. I don't. I think our ticket mm-hmm. prices are more than fair. And, yeah. and and the reason I say that is, we're only asking you to come to this market once, maybe twice. Mm-hmm. The football games are asking you to come eight, ten times a year. Yeah. So that one hundred fifty dollar ticket is times ten. Mm-hmm. You know, our ticket is one hundred twenty times one. But those freaking hotel rooms, they just they kill you. Yeah, I agree. Don't the you think they jack up the rooms for football games too? And I don't know because I don't. They do, but I've been more, to one professional football they do, game but in my life. So many people drive in and out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I've never been to a pro game without, with the exception of Super Bowl, where I went in and said, "Let's go in, let's yeah. get a, like it's." I live in Mooresville. I drive to the Panthers game. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we've even driven to the to the Atlanta Falcons game and mm-hmm. came back before. Like, yeah. it's just yeah. rare you go. Let's make a weekend of it, and for whatever reason, that's what we've all done with racing is let's make a weekend, it is a of, weekend it. out of it. Yeah, I don't think they put the prices up as as much around football games. I don't. Um, I've stayed in hotels, and I never even thought about it until now. And I don't remember, it wasn't like 300 bucks a night. It was, mm-hmm. you know, 100 bucks, whatever, for a good room or whatever. Um, I bet you Daytona 500 hotel pricing was double Super Bowl hotel pricing. I bet you. I heard, we, you guys are talking about that, I think, yeah, on the show, how expensive you. the hotel rooms were. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I can see for maybe smaller towns around racetracks jacking up their price just because it's a small town, whatever it may but be. But not yeah, like a big it. city. They do it because we pay it. Yeah. yeah. The crew guys choice. pay it. Yeah, we have to. I mean, we got to stay in the area and, and go to work, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's kind of, I wish they would um, come down some on it, but it's tough. Yeah, it is tough. You already kicked this thing off. All righty, let's go into spot on, spot off. Kyle Busch wins three in a row, ties Buck Baker for 15th most all-time wins. Uh, I'm spot off right now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. I'm spot off. I'm ready. Ready, uh, you know, I, you know, congrats to Kyle. And it means he does the, some of his best tracks. You go to somebody's best tracks. This can happen with a guy like him, just like Harvick. He can do the same. He can do the same thing, when, especially when you go, you know, when you go to Atlanta, Harvick's going to be fast. So he's got a chance to win two or three in a row. Um, That's his know, fifth at Richmond, right? Yes. You go to these short tracks, Richmond. Good job, Jason. <laughs> Bristol. Those are, that's Kyle's playgrounds. So, you know, it, it can happen, but yeah, spot off. Uh, I was most surprised, and and as a guy who respects the sport, I guess it's my own fault. But I had no idea Buck Baker had won forty five races, forty six, and was forty six races. Dude, you're on it today. I looked that up. <laughs> I like it. You're, yeah. This is working. This training process. Yeah, is we're not working. used to having somebody that knows the answers uh, to this stuff. Forty six <laughs> wins by Buck Baker. Like holy cow. You know, when I got here, there was a Buck Baker driving school, and that was the most fun fun one because mm-hmm. it actually let you kind of go out and race each other. And so <laughs> I, I think it's uh, obviously big for Kyle. Anybody in any series, I don't care what you're racing, to win three in a row is huge. Yeah. You know, I saw him make a comment that if he win four in a row, it's easier to win the lottery. And then Dale Jr. goes, well, just imagine winning four in a row at Talladega, you know, because it was a Talladega reference. But um, good for him, man. Spot, spot on for – Everybody that's a part of that because you look back on your careers and you go, man, we did something special. And, and I think it's great for everybody at JGR that's part of that. Spot on, spot off. Kyle Bush joins Dale Jr. on the Dale Jr. download. What a love fest this was. I, know. <laughs> I was about to puke listening Romance. to this Dale Jr. download. I'm like, well, are you guys going to start French kissing each other? I mean, I'm, I'm, I've watched these guys wreck each other for years. Let me back up. They started the damn podcast with a beer at 8 o'clock in the and morning. And donuts. So a huge props and for that. Like Kyle Busch's cool factor went from TJ on a zero to at least a half. For me, he, <laughs> he went to at least a five, right? But then I just listened to this love fest and this, oh, my God, I can't believe we hated each other. We were so misunderstood. It's just, man, let's hug it out. And I'm like... I invited you to my wedding, and you guys did such a great job on the dance floor. Oh, my God, you set the mood. I was literally going, oh, my God, I can't take listening to this. Spot on for Dirty My Media for for putting that on. Uh, Big effort. Big effort for Kyle, the guy who just won the race, to keep his word. Come in that early. Obviously, Dale Jr. Dale Jr. wrecked Kyle a lot more than Kyle wrecked Dale Jr. I think that's one thing we all took from that podcast. Mm -hmm. And and I think the coolest – I don't remember that. (laughs) 
I think the funniest thing for me, though, as a fan of the sport is I remember Daryl Waltrip. They called him Jaws because he ran his mouth all the time and they booed mm-hmm. the hell out of him. And at the end of his career, everybody cheered for him. And, you know, I was a big Dale Earnhardt fan. I, I was a David Pearson fan first and then kind of a Neil Bonnet fan and then a huge Dale Earnhardt fan. And they booed him. They hated him. He's intimidator, you know, and then all of a sudden everybody starts cheering for him. So I guess the funniest part for me is, is, is are Kyle Busch's intentions real? Because he said he wanted Junior Nation. You know, he mm-hmm. made this big ploy at the banquet to get Junior Nation. Now he's come on this podcast and they hugged it out. And so I guess, like, I'm looking at this thing going, is he trying to go from, you know, the four horsemen of, of wrestling, you know, to, to this really fun guy that everybody's going to cheer for? And I saw where he said after the race, more people cheered than booed. <laughs> is this genuine Kyle <clears throat> Bush coming on this podcast? He's Jersey trying to get new fans. I don't know. I don't know him enough. Um, I don't know. You know, I I guess I'm I'm spot on because it's over. You know, Delgren is retired. I guess it has to come out at some point. Um, but everyone, I've enjoyed the rivalry. Uh, being part of it back then, too, was pretty fun. Um, you know, it, it. it's good to see. It's good to see this, you know, I don't think this would have happened five years ago at all, but it's it's good to see these two. Um, be the hatchet. Yeah, be mature enough to come in here and talk about it. And be, well, let me know, ask you this. Do you think they're mature enough because they haven't really raced each other the last couple of years? I mean, Dell Jr. had injuries. He missed some races. He wasn't running up front as much as he once did. Um, Do you think if they're still racing door-to-door every single week that this happens? I don't think it happens if they're racing door-to-door every week still. But after you know, either. Kyle's Daytona wreck was probably – Kind of eye-opening to him, Dell Jr.'s wreck, you know, and um, I think I think a lot of kids, you know, Kyle having a child, Dell Jr. getting, they're both getting married. I think a lot of life experiences just growing up happened. Yeah, and they, you know, it was time to. It, it was cool, you know. It was cool to. It's cool to see them come in here and do it. And like you said, Kyle rained out the race day. Still did the, you know, ran ran the next day one. Still came in. Um, so that's pretty cool for them to to get that done and Kyle to hold, you know, keep true to his word, like you said. So I'm uh, I'm spot on for it. Kyle Bush is a really, really fun guy early in his career. I haven't been around him a lot lately. You know, we went on the lake some, went over to his house to play poker. And, and I'll say the one thing that I learned on this podcast that I know about him is this guy hates to lose. Like when you listen to him talk about it, you're like, he's a dick after he loses and finishes second, <laughs> not because he's, being a dick, it's because he absolutely hates to lose. And mm-hmm. I think when you look at what someone and, – and listen, all these guys can drive race cars to get to the Cup Series. They're all competitive. They all want to win. But I don't think I've ever heard more hate to lose in someone's breath and, and life in their body than I heard in his voice. Did you hear when he said – and I agree with him 110% on this – about, you know, the blue ribbons and no participation ribbons. There's a winner and there's a loser, and that is how I'm going to teach my son. Yes. I mean, I was like, absolutely. I completely agree with that. Yes. But I I mean, you could just by that statement alone, you can tell the competition, the yes. competitive drive, excuse me, that he has. Yeah. I, I really enjoy the podcast. I mean, it was an hour and a half long. And, and I felt like it was 30 minutes, you know what I mean? So uh, kudos to all you guys. Natalie, obviously a big part of Dirty Mo Media here. And, uh, I think the bars raised now, though. You're the number one podcast you had on Kyle Bush. 
uh, other than the fact that some of the mushy stuff they were saying to each other was about to make me puke. <laughs> like, what are y'all going to do now? And now we got to do something, TJ, because we got to, we got to, we got to. You got to get Blake Junior, Shelton on the here. The Belgian Junior download can't be better than our show. Get Blake Shelton on here. Well. We were 157 on the sports podcast. Oh, here goes. Now he's week. looking up everything now. <laughs> hey, I was like, hey, if Dale's on there, we should be on we there were, somewhere. Yeah. So I hey, you don't know when to be quiet yet, do you? <laughs> <laughs> you were going we're, so we're, good. We're and then top you totally... 25 till you started producing this show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't see any tweets about last year. Uh, we were yeah. not. You probably uh, weren't enough to be on Twitter last year. Yeah, I just joined this year. Once it's turned, you know, 16. <laughs> yeah. When do we turn 100? All star um, after the all star race. Okay. Yeah. Keep our eyes on that. Alrighty, spot on, spot off. No cautions in the first two stages, four in the final fifty laps on Saturday night. Uh racing was good. I liked it. I'm spot on for it. I am I'm, I'm fine with somebody blowing a tire, you know, having a mechanical issue and the caution coming out. True cautions, that's what they should be. Uh the racing was good. You had we were getting to the point where you were catching lapped cars that didn't want to go a lap down. And it was like they were racing you because they knew that was their race. And that's when it gets fun. You know, second place catches first place, third place creeps in on them. Then next thing you know, you got a four-car race for the lead, and there's 10 to go in the stage. Um, I, I thought it was good. The most impressive thing for me about the end of those stages, and TJ and I were a part of it, is, you know, we're running 100 laps. That's a long time. You know, that's a long time for me to keep interest in something if I'm a fan. But it's so exciting because the, the restarts are fun, you know, and then kind of lap 8 through 50 – Everything gets strung out. Everything gets single file. But then lap 50 through 100, we saw a lot of passing. You know, we went up there and battled Kurt for the lead, took the lead, trying to win stage two. And all of a sudden, here comes TJ, who was just sitting back there kind of riding, saving his tires, watching us two race like idiots. And then, boom, he goes up there and wins the stage. So, for me, I realize we're at a short track. Cars are closer together. But when you can take and have the top four guys 100 laps into a run and they're passing each other and swapping back and forth – that's exciting for people that actually love racing for racing, and that's what we had. And then the end of it was a complete shisho wreck fest. Yeah. I went from a top four car. I think I finished ninth. Guys like Chase Elliott, who we literally, TJ and I, had not seen him all night long. He goes up there and runs second, which yeah. is great for him. But the 11 he was kinda. going for it. The yeah. 11 was a fifth, sixth place guy, and then all, of a sudden he, then all of a sudden he's second or at, third or something. At best. So, I mean, I think those restarts, you know, if you get in the right lane, it mm -hmm. helps you. If you be aggressive, it helps you. But it I'll tell you this, guys Denny, like me and TJ. The reason I say that, you know, Denny was probably a fifth. He stretched it on the field on that one run. He stretched it. You don't stretch that if you have the speed to win no. to beat them guys. You stretch it trying to get a caution at the right period in time and leapfrog them. Yeah. Um, you know, the caution comes out when you're the leader, then everybody's going to pit after you've been out there for 20 extra laps. So, you know, that's um, there were guys up there that you know, and that's how it goes sometimes at the end. But uh, I thought the. I thought the first two stages, you know, were were great. You, That's we, the best tire we've had there, and I don't know what we went. We were saving tires. We were just we knew a couple guys were quicker. We just wanted to stay within, you know, uh, you know, straight away of them and chip away at it. As the laps got closer to the end of the stage, we would chip away a little bit at it. Yeah. And um, Kyle was, was running fun. fourth, and those cautions started, and and he's restart king. You know, mm -hmm. him and him he and was Larson, fast on a short run. Him and Larson are two of the best, and they're really good. You know, they're front runners if their horse is right, and I mean, they played right into his his little wheelhouse there. Yep, it went right. I mean, Kyle didn't have the best long run car. No, I don't think so. No, um, so I don't know. That's how it goes, though. And it was a good race. I thought yep. it was good. Yep. All righty, Brett. Your boy Elliot Sadler wins a hundred thousand dollars in the Dash for Cash at Richmond, and now he's eligible to win again at Talladega. How was that? That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Hundred thousand dollars for Xfinity purse is huge. You know, he's in the Bahamas right now. 
I saw his his graphic tease. Yeah. I mean, you win the dash cash, you go on vacation. I almost puked when I saw those too. <laughs> uh, what's wrong with these guys? They should be in jorts and tank tops, yeah. man, with flip flops on. Uh, I don't want to see Elliot in jorts. <laughs> He's got hairy legs, you know, yeah, dark haired guys. <laughs> Long, oh, long yeah. hairy legs. Oh, yeah. uh, spot on. Junior Motorsports wins it. It was a really good race. We finished third, and and I think and and I'm gonna blow TJ here for a second, but I'm really gonna miss Joey Logano in this race on Saturday in Talladega because he and Elliot work very well together in plate tracks, and they kind of have a deal. And I don't know that they talked about it, but you can see it. Mm -hmm. They kind of have a deal that let's help each other stay up front and stay out of the crap. We know we can work well together. We know we cannot wreck each other. Then in the last five to ten laps, whoever wins, wins. And those guys are exceptional plate racers. You know, I say Elliott is the best in Xfinity Series. I say Logano is one of the best in in NASCAR. So I'm going to miss – have enjoy the guy to work with. I hope that somebody in this race team is listening to this podcast and they talk to each other and, and they get Reddick and Algar and Elliot and, and Annette to work together because guys that work together can stay up front together. Yeah, it's, it's it reminds me of um of work you know, working with Dell Jr. even before I was working with them, whenever the, the DEI cars would go to Daytona or Talladega, it's almost like Hammer Truex would always kind of find each other. Yeah. And they would always just work with each other. Um you you know it's uh, I've seen it before too with with Joey and Elliot. They just they don't. I don't even. It's, you don't even have to talk about it. They yeah. know. They just know. Yeah. You know. Hey, we're gonna have a better chance working with each other to to defeat the rest of these guys. So yeah, Clint's and, about as loyal in the draft as Hugh Hefner was in the Playboy Mansion. My man <laughs> will bounce around in that pack, oh. and I'm like, oh, we just screwed that guy. He's not gonna like us in ten laps. <laughs> oh, now we screw. Oh, and we screwed. And we screwed another one. I'm like, and we and we've run one lap. And then we get to the end, and I'm like, man, I wonder if anybody's going to help us. I think I think we've managed to alienate all 39 of these guys in 30 minutes. Has he won at Talladega? Yeah. He's got one win there, right? I was spotting for him. It's when we ran the tandem stuff, and me and Hamlin were double-teaming him. I know that sounds weird to you listeners, but it was when we ran tandem, and one guy spotted for two cars. And, Almost uh, won another tandem one, too, but we pushed Jimmy by. You pushed Jimmy by. by like- <laughs> Clint finished second by one of the closest finishes yeah. in NASCAR history. But – you know, it's hard for Clint to get in there and and work hard for four hours. So he'll get in there and mix it up, and then he'll go to the back and ride around. Do you and think that's his dirt car mentality? I don't know. You or know, it's ADD. I think it's ADD, and I think it's so tandeming is Clint's wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah, tandem. He likes it tandem. I think it's I think it's a lot of things, and I think the biggest one is these guys that are getting older are like, why am I going to wreck on lap forty? Mm-hmm. I got to run one hundred eighty eight laps. I'm going to at least see lap one eighty eight or try to see mm-hmm. it, and and. Man, the biggest thing people probably don't realize about Talladega is, you know, we're all riding around. We're trying to be smart. The minute they say we're pitting in 10 laps, it's a panic button because you have to work to get to the front of the pack. Because if you come down pit road and you're in the back half of the pack and you slide your tires and have to get four instead of two, or you have a problem getting fuel in the car, or you drop a lug nut off a tire, you lose the draft. And your day is potentially over. A lot of pressure on us as spotters. A lot of pressure on the drivers that when we hear 10 laps till we pit to work our way up, to work our way to the bottom. And then we always see crashes when pit road opens. It's hard to go to the back and make your all the way to the front now, though. It's almost it's almost impossible to do, in my opinion. If you go to the back and ride around, it's going to be hard to get back to the front. It's just too many, too many people pull up in front of you. Too many people. It's just hard. Really hard. Austin Dillon won the Daytona 500 and led not even a quarter of a lap. That's it. 
Mm-hmm. That's all he want. That's all he led. That's all you have that's to lead at these play tracks. I mean, when you watch underdogs, you know, like like Trevor Bain, like Derek Cope, like David Reagan, you know, we we've seen a lot of guys that have come in and been able to just up and win at Talladega. You don't see it as much at Daytona, but Talladega, man, it's five wide and and dude, it's crazy. Yeah, there's more opportunity at Talladega to to get through, but it's still hard to come from the back to the front, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Already window betting at NASCAR tracks. Man, I'm a huge fan of this. Why wouldn't we? First of all, it's illegal. That's why we don't. But, yeah, but when, what when, about DraftKings and all that stuff? Well, that's the form of online fantasy play, okay. and they don't. So they look at fantasy play different uh, than odds plays. And when you look at odds plays, that's considered sports betting. And well, they sports bet in Vegas with NASCAR stuff. Well, that's because it's grandfathered into a rule. So okay. it's Oregon. Jason sent me an article last night. This guy's worked his ass off this week. It's look or, at you, Jason. Stepping up. <laughs> it's like Montana, Nevada, Oregon, Nevada. Yeah. Nevada? It's Nevada, girl. Nevada. Nevada. Y'all crazy. Y'all say TJ? I don't care either way. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot state. of stuff legal in Nevada. 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 N- Nevada. The, the and they're Nevada working really Denver. hard to make it legal in New Jersey. So mm. I th- the NBA has been for two years working really hard to make sports betting legal. And what they're basically saying is, let's make it legal and let's take a percentage of the rake. The last number I saw was a percent and a half of the rake. And and it basically puts the bookies out of business and puts a tax system in place. I think they're worried a little bit about the integrity of the game. But the reality is people are already betting on it anyway. If it, It's just like drug addicts. If they need drugs, they go get drugs. If you want to bet on something, you can bet on something, right? So I'm a huge fan of saying, and, and Elliot and I have talked about this a ton, put window betting at the track. People go to horse races mm-hmm. just for that. They don't know those horses. It'd be fun. And they bet like hell on them. They sit in casinos and don't even know the horses watching on TV and bet on them. So mm-hmm. if we had that opportunity, I think it would be super fun for our fans. I definitely think it has another element to going to the racetrack. I mean – People do pools all the time when you get to the racetrack. You put your $20 and oh, yeah. you pull a number out of the hat, and that's your guy. Now, you can go to the window or whatever. I think it'd be, I think it'd be a fun element. I think it would add to it. And with stages, like now we've got yeah. even more bet opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, so true. you can double down, you can hedge your bet. Boy, that could get interesting at the end of it. Kosh comes out with seven to go on the stage. Does your, you know, does your guy go from third? You oh. Yeah, it'd be awesome. We that would to, be we interesting. Need, we need to figure out how to make it happen. Alrighty, let's take a break. This is the Exalta Race Center update. I'm Natalie Sather. Both Cup and Xfinity competed at Richmond Raceway over the weekend. On Saturday night, Kyle Busch won the Toyota Owners 400, making this his third race win in a row. Busch maintains the points lead over Joey Logano. Friday night was an action-packed Xfinity race where Christopher Bell bested the field for the Toyota Care 250. Junior Motorsports driver Elliot Sadler, who finished third, would take home a check for $100,000 by winning the Dash for Cash presented by Xfinity. Fellow Junior Motorsports drivers Tyler Reddick finished 11th, Justin Allgaier 14th, and Michael Annette 20th. Junior Motorsports late model driver Sam Mayer competed at Orange County Speedway where he rallied back after a hard start to finish 7th in the Cars Tour event. Late model teammate Josh Berry found himself competing in this weekend's ARCA race at Salem Speedway, where he finished fourth, respectively. This has been your Exalta Race Center update. Exalta is the official paint partner of NASCAR, developing, manufacturing, and supplying coatings to all types of vehicles and industrial applications. For more on Exalta, visit exaltacs.com. 
At One Main Financial, we believe in the importance of community. That means partnering with our neighbors to reach common goals, lending a hand when it matters most, and commitment to our neighborhoods. Community isn't just where you are. It's where you make a difference. One Main Financial, not just in the neighborhood, but part of your community. Providing personal loan solutions and one-on-one local service. One Main Financial, your needs, your goals, your dreams. Offer subject to restrictions and requirements of the licensee. For licensing information, visit our website or call us. Alrighty, let's go into fast lane where I'm going to give three topics pertaining to racing and one that's off the wall. Brett and TJ, you each have 30 seconds to respond. Noah Gregson finishes second in his Xfinity debut on Friday. Will he be the next best driver to emerge out of the truck series? TJ? Noah Gregson surprised me on on Friday night. <clears throat> he didn't look like that was his first Xfinity race. He moved around. He was great on restarts. He made it interesting. He hung around, didn't use his stuff up. Uh, I saw a lot of things that I wasn't sure Noah Gregson had the ability to do, and you know it looked very positive in my opinion. Is it Gregson or Gregson? Gregson, no, Gregson, whatever. Gregson, Gregson, Gregson. I don't think it's Greg. I think it's Gregson. <clears throat> Gregson. What did I say? It's Nevada. You said Gregson, but okay. I thought it was Gregson. But Either way, I say oil, and y'all think that's weird. <laughs> y'all say uh, water, water. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to hate on this guy. I'm really not. But I'm going to say this. For me, it just tells me how fast those damn JGR cars are. Because I watched Daniel Hemrick get in a cup car, and he looked like a fish out of water. First time he's ever been in one. And that's kind of what you're supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And, and I think when you see a guy that's a rookie that gets in a car for the first time, that's an okay uh, truck series driver, uh, to get in here and be in a phenomenal Xfinity series driver, all of a sudden, I, I have to say that car is super-duper fast. He did a phenomenal job as a race car driver. I'm not discounting what he did, but to me, it just screams, look how fast this car is. Yeah, I know the car was fast, but I'm, I looked at things like, how did he do on restarts? How did he move around? Richmond's a tough place. for And to never, I don't know if he's he might have run a late model there or something, but Richmond, that would be completely different than going there in an Xfinity car for your first time. So to, to see him move around, you know, use the high groove, move around different lanes and stuff, that, that was uh, that was a good sign to me. He did a great job. I couldn't understand for the life of me how Ryan Priest wins $100,000, which would have qualified him for the Dash for Cash again, and he wasn't even in the race. I mean, I realized that Gregson or Gregson was on the schedule, but, yeah, I, but think I'd have, I think I'd have figured out a way to try to go win me another hundred grand. But thanks thanks for not doing that because we appreciate it here. <laughs> Talladega will mark the third consecutive Xfinity race without any cup drivers in the field. Is the racing product better without cup drivers, Brett? Hands down, yes. This The last two weeks, and I realize we've been at short tracks, but the last two weeks have been some of the best racing we've ever seen. It's given guys like Jeremy Clements and Ross Chastain an opportunity to get up there and run in the top ten. And it's also given sponsors an opportunity to cling to some of those guys. So I I, I was against this rule when I first read about it, and then I kind of got on board with it, and now I'm 100% on board with it. I can't wait for these next two weeks without cup guys. Yeah, I, I like I like some races with the cup guys because they make it good. I mean, they do make it good sometimes, but it has been, I've enjoyed watching the last two weeks. I've enjoyed guys, even, you know, even this last week, I watched Austin Cindric start in the back and go up there and run fifth, you know, good run for him. Um, That normally would have been harder to accomplish. So I've, uh, I've enjoyed watching the Xfinity guys duke it out, you know, with the Xfinity guys and it's been fun, but I do enjoy, I do enjoy some cup guys in there. Some of the races that, you know, the the bigger races, I guess, um, makes it interesting. I think the names are made here campaign 
for me initially was really stupid because they weren't coming in and doing anything. Yeah, winning. And I think when we have rules like this in place, from a branding standpoint, NASCAR finally has aligned the competition with a marketing effort. And you can truly say names are being made here. Mm-hmm. You know, guys like Christopher Bell, Noah Gragson, who nobody knows who they are. I mean, people know who they are, but you know what I mean. Uh, versus an established guy like Elliot Sadler, established guy like Justin Algar, is truly giving them an opportunity to come in and run well, still run against great competition, and be able to go up and do it up front. So uh, huge, huge. How can you be a fan and not like this? Do you think, though, sometimes not having the cup drivers in there because they give more of a challenge and maybe make the Xfinity drivers better? You know, I don't necessarily believe that because I think so many of those cup drivers are in cup equipment in both series that mm-hmm. they're they're in elite stuff you know what i mean i think yeah. that, i think that they makes, don't race them i think that makes a yeah. huge difference <clears throat> and it's, there's very few of those guys that get to race them you know mm-hmm. i mean when you look at the series it is elliot sadler christopher bell justin algeyer tyler reddick i mean you know austin Cindric isn't going to go out there and race them guys yet and he no, had an oppor- i would agree yeah. he had an opportunity he did a phenomenal job he started he in the back mm-hmm. and i was sitting there going what laps this guy gonna wreck on and he didn't he drove a smart race he drove to the front he finished fifth and had those cup guys been there as tj said he wouldn't have raced them he never saw him he ain't good enough yeah. to see him yet yeah. he'd have had trouble getting but he like you know he did exactly um what he needed to do and there was some tough situations he drove a smart race but he got to race against other guys you know around you know it was fun i enjoyed i enjoyed watching him being able to accomplish that you know and i'm looking forward to next week too yeah ricky stenhouse jr won his first career race at talladega a year ago who could win their first race on sunday elliot suarez byron jones bubba bowman tj boy this is a tough one you know any of these guys uh chase is gonna be chase will be really fast um these guys all have great shots here. It's it's hard to it's hard to pick someone out other than to, the one that stands out to me probably most would be would be Chase. He's really really good at plate tracks already. Really aggressive. If he can finish the race, he will. If he's running at the end, he will be a factor. I think of guys on this list. Chase Elliott is the only guy with a plate win in any series, and and I could be wrong there. And I'm not going to put Jason on the spot because he's done so great today. I know I can't do it anymore. But. <laughs> I got to totally agree with TJ that, that Chase Elliott is the most likely guy to win of the guys that, that hasn't won one that are on this list. But I also look at guys like Bubba that I know are going to be aggressive. And that's that's steering wheel or checkers, you know, a lot of times. And, yep. and, and, and you know, we didn't have Ricky winning this race a year ago, you know, but he won because his car was fast too. You know, he's, I think he qualified front row or something crazy. Uh, Jimmy Finney took over their play program. But I got Chase Elliott out of the guys on this list too. Yeah, he's the only one that really stands out. But these other guys, they don't scare me. I mean, they're there. They're 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 plenty good enough to win at this place. If it goes their way at the end and they're out front, uh, it, it could be done by any of them. And this is a place where, not to toot our own horns, but a good spotter-driver combo can make up for a lot mm-hmm. here too. You know, there's two things that will run really well at play tracks. It's a fast driver, a fast car and driver a knowledgeable driver, and then a good spotter-driver combo. You know, if, if you've got that going for you, you can take a car that's maybe not capable of winning and still get in contention to win. Alrighty, the off-the-wall topic. A 19-year-old from California won the lottery twice in a week, collecting $655,000. If you won the lottery as a teenager, what would you have done with the money, Brett? I would have bought a Bentley, and then I would have bought a house in Malibu, 
And then I would have bought me a helicopter. You can't buy all that for, plus that's before taxes, mm. I believe. Yeah, I don't think you can afford all that. I see people in the NFL do it all the time. Yeah, but so it's what it would it be, 400000 after taxes? Yeah, but I see all them guys do it. Well, yeah. Oh, my I, God. I watched the whole 30. As a teenager, oh. you're saying that. I watched the whole 30 for 30 on those guys doing that. So if they did uh, that, I can do that. Yeah, okay. I'd be, I'd part. I'd do what TJ told me before we started the show. <laughs> I'd party like hell for six months and then go yeah, back to living like a redneck. You know? Yeah. I'd probably buy, I'd have probably bought more lottery tickets. I mean, if you want to twice. That's two in, tickets. Twice in a week, your odds are pretty dang good of getting another one. Yeah. Um, do we have a selfie of this girl? I don't know. He probably does. I tried to look, but I didn't really find anything. Yeah, I wonder if she's uh, hot. I'll I'll probably, probably she's just. hotter now. See, <laughs> girls don't necessarily realize this, Natalie, but some things make you hotter. You know, like you're... Hotter? Yeah. Like yeah. you can be hot, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, really? Like yeah. what What else besides money would make a girl hotter? Filters. If you're in a unicorn. Filters Instagram on, models. <laughs> filters on Instagram. Nah. <laughs> there's all kind of things that make you hotter. Like if you'll funnel a beer. You're, you get hotter. Boots. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Boots. If you wear Gamecock apparel, you get hotter. <laughs> what about Clemson? Zero. You go from, you go completely to from a 10 to a zero. Thing that's remotely the color of Clemson. Yoga. Orange. Yoga pants. Yeah, yoga pants. See, there's just things that, <laughs> yeah, women need to listen to this. There's just things that you can do. Yeah, but I, I feel like you have to be able to wear yoga pants. There's certain people that wear yoga pants and it's like, Oh, you should not be wearing that. Well, what, oh. do you, what do you oh, want yeah. those people to wear? Yeah. Sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> do you wear yoga pants? All the time. So if I won that money, I'd buy you a laptop so you could play PUBG on the road in the hotel on a laptop. <laughs> hey, I, f- I won twice last night. And guess what? So I TJ and I have been playing, playing PUBG some together. Is I that had- like Fortnite? Yeah, uh, but it's, it's similar not, to it's Fortnite. Not, it's not a it's not a cartoon version. Yeah, you don't build walls and run up it's and not, stuff. It's not stupid like Fortnite. So hey, I actually mm-hmm. like Fortnite. I played so a couple. This times. is more real. So <laughs> I had a software version where I couldn't see my teammates. Mm-hmm. Like I thought they were the enemy, and I'd shoot my, my. It was friendly fire, basically. Yeah. yeah. So I really feel like I'm almost trained enough now to be a Green Beret after playing this game for two I don't weeks. Know what that means. But now I can see my teammates. Oh, dude. good. So I don't take my clothes off anymore. No, I around. would literally get <laughs> on. We would get on the squad together, and it would be me and TJ, another spotter, Monez, my nephew Troy, and I. Be like, look, everybody take the clothes off because when I looked at you and you were naked, I knew I didn't want to shoot you. You were my he teammate. He couldn't tell who the enemies were, so we would all have to take, we'd all be running around underwear. Oh, he knew who God. we were. <laughs> yeah, not me though. I have my clothes on. I didn't want uh, to be weird. Did you for get me. the latest update? Did you yeah. see the update? Yeah. They got the little shooting range deal. That's what I'm saying. Now I can see my now teammates you're good because of the update. All right, so we're gonna good. be deadly. Yeah, That's we're funny. gonna be Navy SEALs by next week. Now I can. Now I don't get cold when I play. Yeah. <laughs> You were looking nipply that last time you were running around out there yeah. with that. Just yeah. got out of that river machete. Alrighty, let's go into Ask DBC. Producer Jason has chosen a few Ask DBC questions for you guys today. Lovely. A Bauer ninety four asks: Is NASCAR competing with local short tracks by racing on a Saturday night? Uh man, I I think the local short tracks they know when this is coming, and they, they don't race. They don't race, yeah. or they race a special show. Um, honestly, this probably brought more with the Denny, uh, Denny's event, which was, you know, props to Denny for putting that event on, um, the late model event that he did there at Langley. Uh, that, I think it gives the local people with the local short track go to Richmond to watch a race. So I think it's kind of cool. Most of them don't race or they move their night around. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're really competing against local places that much. No, I agree, and and I've seen the local Virginia guys. I mean, being uh, around Elliot for twenty years, I've seen the local 
short track racers in the stands with their favorite driver's t-shirt on. Yeah. And and I think that's cool too, because then Mm -hmm. the fans that are there know who they are. And uh, I definitely don't think you're competing. I mean, if we were doing this uh, across America, every we're only in one market and and people that are going to short track race on a Saturday night in the Midwest, they're still going to be loyal and go short track racing. You know, they're going to DVR their stuff or whatever. So I I agree with TJ. Once we get this, uh, once we get the short track stuff figured out a little bit, the short tracks were opportunities for some guys at the local tracks to go and race yeah. as well. So you would have the hot shot from South Boston. You'd have the good guy from Langley. They'd go get cars or, or, or you know, get with a, you know, a part-time guy or something and go and run and be competitive at Richmond. Taking that cup guy out gives them a chance. So that's this is an opportunity for some of them, too, to be known. Um, that, that Denny Hamlin event was an all-star race. If he went through that field and looked at all them guys, those guys are all feature winners somewhere around the area most of them guys are are very competitive and fast so um you know it gives them an opportunity to to you know go in and make a name for themselves yeah at nat00123 asks i hear that drivers watch film to study for a race do spotters also watch film to prepare and what do you look for um i do watch film i watch i watch restarts mostly um, I watch restarts and, you know, later in a run, if guys move around, I watch lines and stuff, but we know a lot of these things already, but it's good to go back and I like seeing restarts, what lanes move and what things, what happens on them. But, you know, this week it's going to be <laughs> Talladega is a little bit different. It's who Who's lined up behind you? Who's behind him? Who's going to help who? Who's going to, you know, is he going to let you down? Is he going to, if you can start on the front row with a teammate, you can manipulate a lot of things at a plate track. So, um, but I, I do watch film, so I don't. I don't know what Brett does. Fans have no idea how much data we have access to, and 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 you know, literally, the the crew chiefs know the percentage of the probability for a caution at various points during the race based on history. And and sometimes we'll key up. We did it this week after stage two and said, all right, Clint, you know, typically this is where we have a long green flag run in this race, and that's based on data. So we are all looking at a lot of different things every single week to help us get better. I think the struggle for me going into a place like Talladega is – we get a lot of different rule changes with spoilers and fins and ride heights, and it's, it's something different every time. Can we go back and, and learn some things? Absolutely, but until you see how that rules package is going to play out when you get in a huge pack, that's the thing about Daytona. We get there, we don't get in a huge pack really until the duels. So that's what I really like to study is the race I'm in and the race I'm not in, and then that kind of sets the tone for the year. I would rather go back and watch the Daytona 500 from this year again versus looking at Talladega film because that rules package is going to be more applicable to to what we're up against. But uh, I think there's certainly a lot of things we can learn from film, but we get that pointed out to us too as, hey, you guys need to look at this, you need to know this, you need to remember this, and and, and I think it's extremely important to being good. I mean, guys like – Jimmy Johnson are the ones that got here and changed the game. They changed it from a physical perspective in terms of how good a shape they're in, and they also changed it on how much they study the game. And William Byron, nobody's watching more film than William Byron right now, and that's why I said last week he's a top 15 driver because I know he can drive and I know how hard he's working. Mm-hmm. Matthew Boyd 22 asks, what was your first vehicle you purchased? Vehicles given as gifts don't count. TJ? Valid. Um... I think the first vehicle I bought um, was a Oldsmobile Broham or something like that. It was a four door car. I'm I think I paid four hundred dollars for it. Oh my god! I'm gonna kiss <laughs> for mine. 
So I had a Mazda 626 that my mother gave me, and I ran a red light in Charlotte, and I totaled it. And the cop got there and said, you run a red light? I said, I don't know because I didn't see a light. Well, you obviously ran it then. I was like, all right. So he didn't charge me. We bought the car back from insurance. We repaired it. It was the biggest piece of you've ever seen in your life. I drove it my last two years of high school, all four years of college, and I swore the first job I got making thirty grand, I was going to buy me a BMW. So I did. I went and bought me a 325IS, the first job I got making thirty grand. It was a stick shift, though, so don't, don't, don't be tating on me. I was grabbing gears in Nevada. Yeah, that's in Nevada. <laughs> what was wow. your first car, Natalie? Mine was a 1994 T-top Camaro that my dad had gotten like dirt cheap at an auction. Yeah. With a little V6, and damn, I drove that thing like I had a 410 Sprint car motor underneath the hood. I freaking raced around the neighborhoods. Oh, my God, I had so much fun with that car. I like we We had girls that drove those. Mine looked like that. that. awesome. That's fun. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> really close to what it looked like. Yeah. It's four door and everything. It's awesome. I had a little my Mazda six two six was four door. My mom gave me that one. I can't count that one. What ended that car's uh, a car of mine's histories? I was driving. This is why I hate Clemson, Jason. I left South Carolina. We're going to a Clemson football game. I left Pageland, and I'm driving, and a seventy five pound piece of metal fell out of the sky. Oh. I'm driving. I look up, and I was like, you guys see that? My buddies are three buddies in the car. We were 16 years old. They go, yeah, <laughs> this piece of metal hit my Chrysler laser turbo, mind you, in the freaking radiator, went through the radiator, oh. went through the motor, bounced over the car, hit the road, bounced over the car behind me. I pull over. I call my mom, and I'm like, hey, mom. She's like, yeah. And I'm calling from a cop's phone. We didn't have cell phones back then. The cop gets there, and he's like, oh, man, I've never seen anything like this. He said, who we need to call? I'm like, my mom. I'm like, hey, mom, this is what just happened. She's like, Brett, shut up. This ain't funny. I'm like, mom, a 75-pound piece of metal just fell out of the sky. Put somebody else on the phone. I'm like, my car's totaled. <laughs> you got to send somebody to get me. I'm in Clemens, South Carolina. And my three buddies, we, I mean, the cop was like, so one of you, all three didn't die. If it had come through the windshield, you're dead. That's crazy. So that's how I lost my first car. And then my Mazda, I ran a red light. I don't think I've been in a wreck since. I don't look. Anyway. All righty. Should we do our... Uh Periscope. That's what I've been doing yeah. over here. Draw some tickets for the one main 200. All righty. We'll have Brett draw. Tickets. Good morning, everybody. the one main financial 200 on May the 5th, and we're drawing eight winners. Yes. We had 57 names in here. These are good tickets. Mm-hmm. We, it was for, it's for they Saturday. Were. They were. <laughs> they just went on eBay. Saturday and Sunday. We'll go this way. Sorry. They're Saturday? I don't see. Oh, they're Sunday tickets, too? Yep. How do we know who gets what? Are they, they all get They're, tickets they for each, both? They each get two tickets for both. Yep. Oh, nice. Wow. I don't think I did a good job of saying that last week. I didn't know they were. Holy oh, awesome. cow, man. Well, let's draw. You first. All right. I want to get one of that guy that funneled that beer with me. Oh, that's me. All right. First winner <laughs> is Josh Jenkins. Okay. Let's see. Put it up. That's at this. Can you see that? Josh is our first winner. Josh okay. Jenkins. Congratulations. I'll take that. I'll be the guy at the bar with a hat on. You can uh, fire nice. You gonna draw? I'll draw if you want. Draw. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Britt Colo. That's the next winner. Britt, you almost had a great name if your I'd have been an E. <laughs> You've been doing it. All right, here we go. This one bounced right into my hands. It's meant to be. It's TJ Majors. Yes. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. It's Hunter Jones. Hey, Hunter, oh, I got a, I got Brett, a camo. Cup. You, Brett is dreamy. Katie says. 
Oh, yeah. Hey, Katie. <laughs> yes, you got what? a cousin named Katie? What are you wearing? Uh, that is the third winner. She we got must f- like beards. Five more. Do you like his socks, Katie? Check out those Gamecock socks. Go Cox. We have Ryan Thomas. Ryan in the house. Let's see. Ryan, you are our fourth winner. We're four at four more. already? We only got four more people? Yep. yep. Four more. Right, let's see here. Uh, Wendy. Wendy. Wendy in the house. Wendy. Katie loves your socks, Brett. Thank you. I wonder if Wendy has like two red pigtails with a bunch of freckles. <laughs> I like a single with cheese, no onion, no tomato, it's no pickle. It's spelled different, though. That's with an I. It needs to be a Y. Oh. Okay. So that's Wendy. <laughs> Evan Gibson. Evan in the house. Evan Gibson. We even have our one main car there in the background. That's perfect. That is perfect. Now, Brett, you, is your, oh, oh, hold up. Oh, we, don't, we don't bounce one out of the contest. Who's Sheila Griffin? Sheila Griffin she, is my sister. She's sitting yeah. in the van. He is a dork. He is a dork. <laughs> She's in the van waiting on me because we're going to Charleston. I to like watch you, my, Sheila. My, uh, even her profile picture is of Door Bumper Clear. Did you know that? There you go. Why, yeah. why, She's why? a diehard she, fan. She could have said it. We're here. going to Charleston to watch my niece have a Well, not literally watch her have a baby, but <laughs> she's having a baby. <laughs> I'm not watching anything like that. Yeah. I don't do well. It's Amy Pickaluga. Nice. Amy. Wait, how many are we at now? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One more. Pickaluga. One, two, three, four, I five, six, seven. Name. Okay. This is the last one? Last one. Amy Grandma. Rhodes. Another Amy. Didn't we just draw Amy? Yep. Amy smiles Rhodes. a lot. Smiles a lot. Amy Rhodes in the house. All righty. Those are eight winners. We will be contacting you guys and, and getting uh, your addresses. We'll pick one for this key to Natalie's heart. Yes. <laughs> I hope it's to her heart. No. <laughs> All righty. Thanks, everybody, for participating in this contest. I'll say hey to him race day morning. I know TJ yeah. will. I'm pretty open race day morning. Well, Dover. We'll do it like uh, an hour before the race if anybody wants to say hey. They all tweeted when they were entering that they want to go to the bar with you for your birthday shots. Yeah, Saturday night. It's we not did. my birthday. Birthday month, you birthday said month. last week. That's so. valid. I'll go to a bar and have a shot. I ain't scared. Saturday night, fire and ice. Oh, look at Billy Bradley missed out. Shucks. <laughs> Man, I tell you what. You tell Billy Bradley that if he wants to come to this race, I'll get him tickets. Okay. Because Billy Bradley is a part of the Dirty Mo Media family. He is. And he has the best accent on the planet. <laughs> he does. I love to hear that guy talk. <laughs> he is funny. So you tell Billy if he wants to come to the race, I will personally get him tickets. I will do that. Is there anything you guys want to rant about or we all... I'm so happy today. I just, just I'm uh, just ranting about happiness. Oh, Do you want to rant, Natalie? This is your chance to rant. Yes, I have a rant. Oh actually. wow! I even asked you guys about this a little bit. So I want to pull our DVC <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Brett's so excited. I like this. I'm tweeting this. Oh, I, I this has got She's me. She's fired up. All fired up. Okay. I'm partially nervous. So I asked y'all about this before you even walked in. Okay, I'm oh, going to take a dog. Twitter poll. The dog thing. The dog thing. As a dog owner. If you're going to leave for a weekend, DJ's late out, do you ask a friend or board your dog, or do you leave it in a kennel outside with an automatic feeder and water? Well, if this dog has been remotely domesticated. Which most dogs have been. Then this dog deserves the proper resources to live a healthy two or three days, which is a shelter in a house with some food and water that ain't on automatic feeder and somebody to rub his ass. Because <laughs> that's what dogs like. They like to get rubbed <laughs> in their ears and their ass. So I think the dog deserves, does not deserve to be outside in a pen. I hate dogs in a pen. 
Yes. Like, I don't care what it is. Like if you buy a dog and you put it in a pen, I think you should have sleeping pen three days a week with it. I got it. I, what if you leave the house for three hours and you put it in a crate because it'll tear up your house? No, that's okay. That's different. Okay. That's totally different. Totally I would different. agree with that. Yeah. Yes. You know, Kylo. Little, yeah, he gets crated when I leave. Yeah, that's oh. totally different. And my dog, the, you know, we have three dogs in the house. My smallest dog, Layla, who weighs like three pounds, she goes in her crate on her own and, lay, uh, and lays mm-hmm. down. Like you don't even have to lock so does it. Maverick, yeah. I would too if I was that small. She <laughs> just yeah. she goes in this little thing and backs up, and you're like, "Where's Layla?" And you'll look you for her, scream walk, her name. Imagine yeah. being in a world of giants all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going in here. I'm gonna go in here and lay down. I would question Could've a man's said, character. I would question a man's character that has a belief that that kind of dog should be put in a pen for three days. <laughs> I would. I'm not. I'm not. You literally you can't put I'm a serious. dog in a pen for three days like that and just let it do its own deal. You have somebody has to take it out. What if the, the water's going to get nasty? What if the, mm-hmm. what if it stops auto water and, and the dog dehydrates? Like, I would question this man's character or, <laughs> or woman's character if it's not a man. Let's put him in a pe- cage for three days. <laughs> That's what I said. I just got to question this guy's character. Oh, alrighty. Who are you guys' DBC picks for this week? Well, what's the score? I'm up by one still. Man, I had that in the bag, too, until them last restarts. You did. Harvick was leading. You did. I was going to have the winner. Sorry about um, your luck. You know what? I'm going to roll with uh... – all right. DJ want... Kennington, go ahead. You want to play that way? I'll take uh, Brad Keselowski. Damn, dog. Yeah, swing for it. Come on, get some. Jeez. You can't You can't <laughs> throw it away because you got to get one back. I'm I'm uh... – and I'll get him back. You know, I'll have him good for the chase again, too, because we nah, reset. Man, I, I feel you. You got to swing. I ain't swinging that hard. Okay. I'm well. going with Casey Kane. Sweet. I, I need a top ten here, Case. And well, Doug. Brad Rex and Casey finishes well. You got that, too. Brad Rex. And Casey's not in it. I win it. Yeah. That's yeah, how well, that works. That's, that could be said. I mean, you it's literally. It's a gamble. Yes, this is a big game. That, I'm really impressed with TJ because he usually, you know, like bunts the ball right there. He swung his I'm ass. I'm swinging, off. man. You're gonna have to cut. You're gonna have to go for the throat if you're gonna catch up now. <laughs> he's he's tired of losing this thing, and I had it. Oh, God, We're off yellows. to Talladega. I can't wait, man. I love this race. Talladega's fun. Talladega's so fun. It is fun. Should be good. Natalie, you coming? Nope. Where are you going? I'm taking Carson Elledge to Indy for her cheerleading tryouts. For I want Carson to come on this show sometime. We need to get her on. We'll get her on. She wants to come on. Mm-hmm. Did she just go there? She's going for what? So she had, that was her clinic. So now she has tryouts. What is she oh. doing? Trying out for cheerleading at IUPUI. I didn't know she cheer, cheerleaded. Mm-hmm. She huh. used to when she was younger and then she got it back into it her senior year of high school when she started going to an actual school. And now she's doing tumbling and everything. She's actually, she's really good. What's an IUPUI? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that Indiana, Indiana University, or something. Purdue, Indiana and Purdue combined. Yeah, it's in mm. Indianapolis. That's where she's going to college. She is. Why? She leaves at the end of July. That's where she wanted to go. There's some great colleges right here. Yeah, she got accepted to every one she applied to. Alabama, IUPUI. That's all I can remember off the top of my head. I know there's Oklahoma, OSU. Wow. Um, I think Tampa. That's kind of. I didn't. Why? Why, why wasn't I consulted with on this college decision? <laughs> Hey, I'm glad for her. You know, hey, she's branching out, doing her own thing. Mm-hmm. I Indiana. never would have thought it would be. But she knows people in Indy, too, so that's kind of nice. Indiana. She, she must have friends in the area. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Indiana. Dude, you keep wearing them George. You're going to be in that cheerleading competition. <laughs> I can cheer. You can co-ed spot with her or co-ed cheer. I can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't. Yeah, you can. Tr- you should try I'm it. Too old. I mean, try you look it. like a Gamecocks cheerleader. I with got your a rotator cuff out or something. I'm old. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. All righty. Well, thanks. You, Sheila's thank, waiting. Yeah. See, see y'all next week. Thank you, yeah. One Main, again for sponsoring this podcast and to Exalta for this beautiful studio. Hey, I got. I got. Can we? Can we expand the studio a little bit? Can we make it a little bit bigger? Why? What's wrong with it? I don't know. I just feel like we need to make it bigger. That's good. You don't want a project, do you? No. The first one was hard enough. We're out. Sounds like her boyfriend's a big enough project. <laughs> hey, just, just bring the dog in this room and leave it for three days with all the water. I'll see you. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliot Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 